short time uh, to just kick in this, this teaching this morning, and then we'll continue from here next Sunday. The Greatness Curriculum. Uh, and um, I want us to read from Genesis chapter 12 and verse 1 to 3. Genesis chapter 12 and verse 1 to 3. Our vision is to make greatness come on, and it's because we believe that in every man and every woman is the seed of greatness God has planted. The testimony of E200 is a testimony of making greatness come on. I mean, I looked at that young lady that had eight distinctions and one credit. The first time we showed her in a video here, it was vision sharing. This was about three or four years ago when the scholarship started, and she, she particularly was recorded. And she said, uh, when I grow up, I think she said, I want to be a lawyer or something like that. And please help me to make my dream come to pass. And she's on her way now. Yeah, very strong. Because <laughs> you don't get eight distinctions every day. Yeah, so she's on her way. And the fact that her parents are homeless or whatever, it will not stop her. Yeah, it, it just won't stop her. And we just showed three of them out of many, many, many of them. You know, we just realized that where they are, the vision may not be actualized. So we'll put them in the boarding house. Yeah. Because there's no point, you know, staying in Shanti and you have that kind of vision. You have to be, you have to be separated. Glory be to Jesus. You know, so uh, uh, our vision is to make greatness come on. We believe that in every man and every woman is a seed of greatness that God has planted. So when we look at the greatness curriculum, what do we see? Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 to 3. Now the Lord has said to Abraham, get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great and you shall be a blessing. Verse 3 says, I will bless those who bless you and I will curse him who curses you and in you all the families of the heart shall be blessed. I love you know, what God said to Abraham in verse 2. He said, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you, and as a result of the blessing, I will make your name great. When the blessing of God is upon a man, he's already a great person. Yeah. And when God created man, Genesis chapter 1 and, and, and verse 26, said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let him have dominion. Yeah. Over, you know, everything. And then the Bible says, and then he blessed them. Yeah, he blessed them. The fact that God blessed man meant that man, in his original state, was created great. Yeah, he blessed them. And that was what God was reiterating here to Abraham. He said, I will bless you and I will make your name great. When you say name, you're talking about the essence of a person. You're talking about the brand. God said, I will capacitate your brand. I will make your name great. Yeah, the name of a thing is the essence of a thing. The name of a thing is the essence of a thing. I will make your name great. I will capacitate your brand. I will give. I will. I will, I will give you a great connection with myself because God is a custodian of all greatness. And when you look at Isaiah fifty-one, also reading from verse one to three, the prophet Isaiah was saying something about this, reminding Israel. And by implication, reminding all of us. He said, the Lord, he said, listen to me, you who follow after righteousness, you who seek the Lord, look to the rock from which you were hewn, and to the hope of the pit from which you were dug out, or you were dug. Look to Abraham, your father, and Sarah, who bore you. 
for I called him alone. One translation says, I called him while he was still one. Just, you know, while he had nothing. So when he said, I called him alone, he wasn't talking only about the fact that God called him aside. No. He called him while he was all one. While he was, while he had nothing. Time will not permit me if you read the New Living Translation or the Message Translation. He said, I called him with nothing. Yeah. Called him while he was yet nothing. And blessed him and increased him. Says, for the Lord will comfort Zion and will comfort all our waste places. It will make our wilderness like Eden. And our desert like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness will be found in it. Thanksgiving and the voice of melody. That's the plan of God for all of us. Look at how the prophet Isaiah described you know, what God did to Abraham. And he said, look back at Abraham. If you're truly a child of Abraham, your destiny is in greatness. Is somebody say with me today. Yeah, if you're truly a child of Abraham, say look at Abraham from the rock where you were dug out. Look, look at your roots. Look at your root. That's why Galatians chapter 3 and verse 13 in the New Testament says, uh, Christ has redeemed us from the cause of the law, for it's written, uh, causes everyone that hung on the tree. He said that the blessing of Abraham may rest upon the Gentiles. Yeah. Not just the Jews who were biological descendants of Abraham, but also the Gentiles. He said that the blessing of Abraham may come upon the Gentiles in Christ. And I'm a Gentile in Christ, just like you are. Because we're not biological Jews. I hope you are still with me today. Yeah. That same blessing of Abraham, which came upon the lineage, anyone that is now in Christ enjoys the same blessing of Abraham. That the blessing of Abraham may come upon the Gentiles. Yeah. Come upon the Gentiles in Christ. That we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. So we, we, we are in the lineage of Abraham. When God spoke to Abraham, he said, I will make you a great nation and I will bless you and make your name great. Can you let me look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, say, I have greatness in me. Or say to somebody, I say, I have greatness in me. Say, I am a great person. Say, I'm evolving into full greatness. Now, these are the big questions that we're dealing with at this time. What does it mean to be great? What's your definition of greatness? Do you want to be great? You know, that last question can be a bit terrifying. <laughs> if you ask somebody, do you want to be great? Many people out of humility will tell you, uh, no, it's not necessary. I'm okay. <laughs> I'm okay. Because you, if you say, I want to be great, you feel like you're ambitious or you're proud. Yeah. And it's because of the baseline, the definition of greatness that many people are used to. Yeah. So people think that it's not okay to say yes. Yeah. Do you know that God did not give Abraham the option? <laughs> Have you thought about that? He didn't give Abraham the option. He didn't ask Abraham, do you want to be great? He called him and just put it on him. I will give, make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. You have... There's no option. Yeah. So, looking at ourselves today, that's how we should see ourselves. When any man is in Christ, he's a new creature. There's no option. 
If you are called into Christ, the Bible says that the blessing of Abraham, Galatians 3 and verse 14, that the blessing of Abraham may come upon the Gentiles in Christ. There's no option. There's no option. You can live beneath the blessing if your mind is not open to the blessing. But the truth is that God will never change his mind about whom he called. The Bible says the gifts and the callings of God are without repentance. God doesn't change his mind about those people whom he has called. If you are in Christ, your destiny is greatness. Romans chapter 8 and verse 29. Whom he foreknew, he predestined. Yeah. Whom he foreknew, he, he, he predestined. The Bible says, and uh, the ones who, look at that. Said, For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to conform to the image of his, his son. That he might be first among many brethren. Moreover, Verse 30. Moreover, whom he predestined, this he also called. And whom he called, this he also justified. And whom he justified, he does what? That's my destiny. That's your destiny in Christ Jesus. Yeah. That's our destiny in Christ Jesus. That's what God has, that's what God thinks about when he thinks about me. Jeremiah 29, verse 11. I know the thoughts that I think about you. Say the thoughts of good. And not of evil to bring you to the expected end. One translation says to give you a hope and a future. Oh, one of the greatest prayers I've prayed in recent times is, Lord, the great thoughts in your heart. Can you release some of them into my heart? <laughs> yeah. Because if God says, I know the thoughts that I think about you, it has nothing to do with you. I'm the one thinking it. <laughs> you know, some of us will look at ourselves and say, ah, greatness, care. from where to where? You know, all that. I mean, you can imagine some of these kids. How do you get a vision of greatness in a shanty? Yeah. yeah. How do you get a vision of greatness when you are in a shanty? How do you get a vision of greatness when you can't pay your house rent? How do you get a vision of greatness when everything around, when you've lost a job for the last whole year and nothing is showing up? How do you get a vision of greatness? You have to look into the world. You have, the Bible says, in Isaiah 51, he said, look at Abraham. Look at the, the, the rock from we, where you are hewn. Look at the, the pit from where you are dug out, Sarah. I mean, think about Abraham and Sarah. Uh, just thinking about at a point in their lives, how would they get a vision of greatness? When to even have a child was a problem. But yet, God says, my covenant will, I will not break. Neither will I utter the things that have come out of my mouth. Yeah, if he has said it, he will do it. You just need to believe that there's something in you. God did not consult you before he put it there. Sometimes situations of life will make you feel like there's no greatness in you. I was reading recently, uh, uh, 1 Samuel 16, I believe, about David. I mean, can you imagine that somebody had eight kids, eight boys, right? Eight boys, Jesse. And a prophet came into your house to say, God wants me to anoint one of your children. Anytime I read that thing, it just does something to me. And then the man showed up of his seven children. Samuel had to ask, do you still have another child? Oh, how bad can he get? <laughs> My dad had about 27 kids, but he didn't forget any of us. Yeah. How can Jesse have seven or oh, eight? And yet, boys, and yet still forget that there was one. The prophet himself had to say, ah, God is not giving me go ahead to anoint you. I mean, the, the man has his own candidate, added his own candidate. Yeah. Eliab is just, uh, he's the first among them, and you know, he has muscle, you know, just 
he, yeah, he's been in the gym for, you know. It looked like a king material, you know, just, just take him, you know. And he's a handsome dude, you know. The guy was, was literally campaigning for, for, for this man based on, listen, gentlemen, David was forgotten. Even his father forgot him. Yeah. If anybody has forgotten you, it doesn't mean that greatness cannot evolve through you. <laughs> because God will not forget you. Is somebody still with me today? Yeah. Somebody has lost a job now and it looks like everybody in the industry has forgotten you. Since you were relieved of that job, nobody's calling you again like they used to do. You know, when you were at your desk, everybody wanted your attention, you know, and all that. But the thing is that God doesn't forget us. He doesn't. He doesn't. They brought David. He didn't look like it. He was smelling of sheep. Yet there was greatness in him. The greatest king in Israel was forgotten by his father. Wake up, somebody. Even if your friends have forgotten you, God will not forget you. Yeah? God will not forget you. God will not forget you. You know some, some funny thing about family members? Until greatness has to evolve in you, they don't remember you. <laughs> it didn't start today. In the days of David. That was how it was. So stop crying. <laughs> this, is, this is how it has always been. Yeah. Some, so, so, some of us have been in Lagos for how long? Some people have never called you from the village. The day that they hear that you bought your first car, they will call. Yeah. Or that you built a house, they will call. That's how it is. So I, I'm just saying this for somebody to understand today that you are never forgotten, notwithstanding where you are right now. Never forgotten. Never forgotten. So perceptions about greatness. Let's get to perceptions about greatness quickly. The time is almost gone. Perceptions about greatness. Some people feel, you know, it's like, uh, I feel the cost of greatness is too high. The cost of greatness is too high. I don't know your own perception about greatness, but I need you to understand that though there's cost of greatness, but it's by grace. we, We were not there when God chose us. Yeah. We didn't have to consult with God to say, make me great. So, even to ask the question, do you want to be great? I, I think it's a, it's a question that we should not ask a believer. All we need to do is, do you want to be a child of God? Yeah. If you're already, if you're a child of God, you're great. If you are a man, a woman, in fact, the, 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 the average human being, even disconnected from God, already has greatness coded into his DNA. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. That's why even unbelievers can do great things. Yeah. Because when God made man, the first man, he blessed him. He has not retrieved that blessing. It's just that there's a dimension which we call the blessing of Abraham. You have to be in Christ before you get into that dimension. So we even have an unusual dimension. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying today. An unusual dimension, a higher dimension. And if we think ordinary thoughts, it's going to limit us. Glory be to Jesus. Some people feel, I feel, you know, I feel that the cost of greatness is too high. I, I can feel you. I mean, think about somebody like Moses in the backside of the desert. After he tried to rescue a Jew from an Egyptian and got his fingers burned. You know what will be in his mind? This thing is not going to be easy. Yeah, the cost of fulfilling my assignment will be too high for me. So he ran away. And for 40 years, he was in the backside of nowhere until he had a burning bush experience. I leave that for another day. Yeah. 
Because some people here need a burning bush experience where God will reawaken a dream that is dead or dying. And then you see that God has already paid the price. You just need to show up. Because when Moses will show up in Egypt, it wasn't about anything. It was just about showing up. God just said, go. Go. I don't need anything from you. What you need is already with you. Greatness is in you. What do you have in your hand? A rod. Drop it. And say wonder. You don't need to train the rod. Just drop it. It, And the rod will show you that I'm still alive and well. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. What you need to be great is already around you. It's in your hand. It's in your heart. Don't look around. Look within. Yeah. Don't look around. Look within. Look within. I mean, you can, you, can, you can just imagine. What do you think David would be thinking about when he showed up at the Valley of Hela and saw Goliath? If, it, if his thought was, ah, to be great in this place, you know, you have to bring down this Goliath. Ah, this thing is not easy. David saw it differently. He saw God in the situation. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine to defile the army of God? That's what David said. Because he saw that it wasn't going to be by power nor by might, but by the Spirit of God. Some people feel that greatness is for select few. Not people like me, you know, or like you. But, you know, it's just a lie because everyone has been created to be great. Because everyone has something. Everyone has something. Everyone has something. Everyone has something. Something you can do in such a way that I can't do it that way. Yeah, there's an ability, a gift, a, 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 a knowledge or something that you have that just differentiates you. There's a, a peculiar personality. There's a peculiar ability, whether emotional, physical, or mental. There's a peculiar ability. There's something different about you, about me, that is already pointing to the fact that God has made us great. Greatness Some people think greatness is when you are very blessed materially. When you are a person of great influence and affluence. The problem with this definition of greatness is that it's incomplete but not incorrect. Yeah. It's incomplete but not incorrect. Why do I say so? It's because when you look at the life of Abraham, when God called Abraham, he called him with nothing. But when the blessing started to show up, he had many things. But will we define greatness by what he had? No. Greatness should be defined by what came upon him. Yeah. And who came upon him? And who moved him? Not about, that's why I said it's, it's, it's incomplete but not incorrect. The greatness is when you are very blessed materially. Because you know why God had, had you know, influence and affluence to greatness? Because God wants to make you a blessing. Lack of influence and affluence will place a limitation on how far you can be a blessing. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why defining greatness without alluding to the fact that influence is good and affluence is good will make it incomplete. Because everyone that was Blessed in the Bible, everyone that God used, they released the, the, the grace of God on their life, the, the, they, they allow the passion that God has given them to manifest. What you see after is that they gain a level of influence. Yeah, a level of influence. Moses was like God to Pharaoh at a point. 
<laughs> as big and as mighty as Pharaoh was. Yeah. When God started to use Moses, his influence was massive. Massive. When God told Abraham, I will make you a blessing. Yeah. It's because uh, uh, he wanted him to be able to you know, sort things out and sort people out. I mean, look, look at some of the testimonies we have shared. If this church wasn't blessed with people like you, who are generous givers, we won't be able to do some of the things that we do. That's what it means to be blessed, to be a blessing. Yeah. Our greatness will just be in mouth because we're not imparting anybody. Somebody say with me today. Yeah. Very important. So lastly today, true greatness. True greatness. Greatness is pursuing your passion. There are no passionless souls. We only have people who have not de- 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 discovered their passion. If you wake up in the morning and you're not passionate about anything, pray a little bit more. Then go to the gym. <laughs> exercise your body, exercise your mind. Very soon, you will find that there's something, you know, that, that touches your heart. Something that you're passionate about. And true greatness is pursuing your passion. True greatness is pursuing your passion. David pursued his passion. Moses pursued his passion. Before God called him, the passion was already agitating his mind. That's why he was in a hurry to rescue a Jew. But the truth was that the real greatness, the real calling on his life is to bring the Jews out of captivity. Yeah. But God saw the way he was going with his passion. He said, uh, uh, bros, it's not time. It's not time. Yeah. Don't get into trouble with this passion. When it was time, <clears throat> God capacitated him to do a lot more. He didn't only just undo one Egyptian. He went for the king. Yeah. God used him to mesmerize Egypt until his people were released. Greatness also is fulfilling God's purpose for your life. My life is not about me. Jeremiah 29, 11 that I quoted earlier on, God said, I know the thoughts that I think towards you. God has thoughts about me and you. When the last quarter of 2017, where somebody prayed, Lord, what are your thoughts concerning 2018? So that it's not about me. You remember the story of the rich fool, the man whose land brought forth a lot. And God was not against him because he was prosperous. God was against him because he wasn't asking about God's thought. Plenty stuff. My land has brought forth. This has happened. He said, I will, I, I will break down my bands. I will build bigger ones. It was all about the thoughts in his own mind. What about the thoughts? Have you asked, God, what's your original intention for giving me this position? Yeah. What's, what's your original intention? What's, that's what we call purpose. What's your, what are the thoughts in your mind right now about what I'm supposed to be doing the next five years? As we go into... Uh, um, uh, 2018, for instance, I'm going to be speaking a lot and pushing us to plan. 20 years plan. Yeah, 20 year plan. Yeah. Anyone that is serious in this church should come up with a 20 year plan. Yeah. I'm going to be speaking about it as we go into the last quarter of the year into what night service. Yeah. 20 year plan. Sit down. Do it gradually. If it's five, you can do now. Do. Don't have it at the back of your mind that you want to take it to 20. We have a, a, a blueprint, a plan for this church that will take us to the first 20 years of this church. It took a lot to get that done. 
We have to get a consultant. We have to sit down weekend upon weekend. The topmost leaders in this church were representative from different halves of the church. We sat down, crafted. That was uh, last year, early last year. Yeah. We, it was a lot of work. But now we have the document. And so when, when things are happening around this church, church members can only plug into it if you are behaving like your church. Yeah. If you are 45 now, listen to me, in 20 years you'll be 65. Whether you like it or not, they will retire you. Yeah. So what, where do you want to be in retirement? That's the question I'm asking. What kind of person do you want to be? What do you want to control in retirement? You can see it from now. That's how greatness works. You can see it from now. If you are 30 right now, whether you like it or not, in 20 years time you'll be 50. And a few things will have happened to you. It's not the same level of energy you have now that you have then. 30 year old and 50, they're two different things. Yeah. And you'll be counting down. 15 years to retirement. No, I'm just bringing you to reality. We're going to talk more about it. Let me not, you know, get into it too much. A second thing I want to announce this morning is as we go into 2018, you need to manifest greatness. One principal way that God wants you to manifest it, apart from the things that you do for people, how you serve God and all that, is that you must have a property, landed property. The Bible says the heart is the Lord and the fullness thereof. If that God that owns everything is your father, you have an inheritance. Claim it now. Yeah, claim it now. Every adult in this church that has a job, must own a property. Yeah. Every adult. We're talking about the blessing of Abraham. I don't have time this morning. If you understand how the blessing of Abraham works, you won't joke about certain things. You won't be spending your money anyhow when your mates are owning properties. Yeah. If you cannot afford anything around here, go to a The heart, not lucky, the heart is the Lord. Yeah. The heart is the Lord. Whether in your village in the east, somewhere, you must own a landed property. It's part of the blessing of Abraham. God blessed Abraham with lands. With, I can't say I'm a child of Abraham and I don't own a, a piece of the earth. There's no better way to prove that I have an inheritance. In the God that owns everything, if I don't have a plot. <laughs> Glory be to Jesus. Yeah. So get ready, get ready for me. If you haven't started in 2018, we'll give you a plan. You have to do something. Yeah. We'll even probably put together a real estate uh, conference or forum or something. Come and learn how to. You have to. You have to know how these things work and plug in now. If you don't plug in now, you know I say you should do 20-year plan. Anybody that cannot see himself or herself worth nothing less than a million dollars at retirement should not be in this church. See, there's a dimension of greatness that I've spoken to many times, which is service, service. But I, as I teach this greatness curriculum, I want to speak to that dimension of greatness 
which is the blessing of Abraham and how it manifests. Glory be to Jesus. Let me just wrap this all up. Greatness is recognizing the inherent capacity in you to add value to other people. So step out and do so. Philemon chapter 1 and verse number 6. The Bible says that the communication of your faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing that is in you in Christ Jesus. That the communication of your faith may be effectual by recognizing, you know, taking knowledge of every good thing that is in you in Christ Jesus. That the sharing of your faith may become effective by what acknowledgement of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. So acknowledge the gift of God in you and sell the gift. Sell the gift. Stay of the gift. Stay of the gift. Stay of the gift. The vision of the Elevation Church is to help you unlock your dreams. That's why we're here. That's why we're here. Is to help to unlock your dreams. When you remember this church, this is what you should remember. This is what you should think about. This is why we exist. This church is not about the pastor. It's not about the topmost pastors. It's not about the leadership. It's about you, and this is our assignment. To help you to unlock your dreams. To unlock your dreams. Because greatness is the DNA of this church. And everyone that will be a part of it must experience a dimension of greatness. According to your own DNA. Will you lift your right hand to Jesus this morning? Will you speak a blessing over the Elevation Church? And speak a blessing over your own life this morning? And ask that God, who planted this church, will release grace upon you to evolve into greatness. When God looks down from heaven, he's not only looking at the church as an organization or the pastors. He's looking at everyone and seeing, looking out for how you are evolving into greatness. He's looking out for how you are evolving into greatness. Looking out for how you are evolving into greatness. Will you ask this morning, let your grace upon your church come upon my life in a new dimension. Let the grace upon this ministry come upon my life in a new dimension. Let it come upon my life in a new dimension. Give me foresight. Give me insight. Help me to be able to walk with you. Father, we bless your name. Lift your two hands with me this morning. Lord Jesus, I speak a blessing over everyone under the influence of this service. Everyone watching online, everyone present here, I ask in the name of Jesus, let the grace that is upon this commission to make greatness come on. Let it rest upon someone here this morning. Let the doors of nation open over this congregation, over every individual. In the name of Jesus, Wherever you have chosen to use us, let nothing be able to limit us. In the name of Jesus. Lord, we have seen greatness in a dimension. Take us to a new dimension. Let someone here evolve into the international level. Let someone here evolve into the national scene. In the name of Jesus. The Bible says the health is yours and the fullness thereof. And everything that is within it. And that, uh, that, 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 
consists of all the continents of the world. Lord, as I speak a blessing this morning, we take territorial authority over every territory where our destiny has to be expressed. We decree nothing shall limit anyone here. The same way Abraham could not be stored, he entered into cities, he migrated into nations, he took over territories. Let someone here become unstoppable. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I decree that the pain of the past will not stop you. I decree that people will not be able to stop you. The same way David could not be stopped, even though his father forgot him. God did not forget him. I speak to somebody here this morning. It's a season of remembrance for you. I see boards meeting around the world and remembering you. In the name of the Lord Jesus. And everything that God has planted into your destiny, this season, they start to manifest. I said this season, they start to manifest. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I decree a blessing. I decree that the blessing of Abraham will start to show up in somebody's life. For anyone here who may have suffered delay of any kind, because delay could not stop Abraham and Sarah. The Bible says, look to the rock from where you are healed, and look to, 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 to the pit from where you are dug out. The same way delay could not stop Abraham and Sarah. I decree over your destiny this morning that the hold of delay is broken. And delay will not stop the manifestation of your destiny. In the name of Jesus. The God of times and season is bringing you to your own season. In the name of Jesus. So I decree it's a new season. It's a new day. There's a fresh grace coming upon your life. Fresh anointing coming upon your life. In the name of Jesus. My God is enlarging your territory. You have seen greatness in a dimension. Step into a new dimension. I said, step into a new dimension. Step into a new dimension. As your church steps into a new dimension, you step into a new dimension. In the name of Jesus. Seven is the number of perfection. So I decree someone here, the Lord is perfecting all that concerns you. Where you have labored and seen no result. In this year of perfection, I decree in the name of Jesus, receive grace for completion. Receive grace for divine result. Receive grace for growth. Grace for manifestations. In the name of Jesus. Father, we bless your name. We give you glory and we give you praise. Somebody celebrate Jesus in this house this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.